and here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the only podcast on this channel this week. Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Yeah, it is weird. Um, episode 132. Um, yeah, we uh, I couldn't do Monday. It just didn't have it in me. It was a long-ass day. And uh, yesterday, Pong had to work extra hours and stuff. It just it is what it is. But here we are today, everybody, and we are a go for tonight's show. So thank you all for being patient with uh, with us. Um, and if you did catch the solo stream I had late last night, uh, thanks for tuning in to that as well. We just had some fun conversations and stuff and then uh, hung out a little bit. But uh, we have a fun show for you because we're going to be looking ahead at the next few months for Xbox, which looking at it now for me, looks like this could be the biggest, the most influential, the the most crazy stuff happening in the next four or five months in Xbox's history. And uh, we're going to break down what all that means. But uh, first, let's get to this amazing panel. Pong Soul. What's up, dude? Starting with me. Holy shit. Yeah. What the hell happened? I miss you, wow. man. Wow. Wow. Hey, you. yeah, I missed you too, man. Um, I miss talking. It's been one yeah. hell of a trying week, uh, real life wise. Uh, and we're ending it on a blizzard tonight. So, uh, you know, appropriately enough, but uh, happy All Fools Eve, everybody, where tomorrow you can trust nothing. Yeah. Mm. Did y'all <laughs> see three bits post? Like he was yes. trying to get yeah. us like a day right early. I, do it right <laughs> I was like, fuck you, dude. I was, did, like, I was like, three bit thinks it's fucking April. He, like, he did yeah, the same I'll thing like... last he did the same thing last year too. I don't know if he remembers that, but yeah. like I think so, he's done it two years in a row, actually. He I think he has done I knew it right away. I was like, yeah. Anyways, uh that's three bit for you. Uh but yes, tomorrow, folks, I don't care who you're listening to, I don't care what you're looking at. Trust nothing when it comes to video game stuff tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Um, so yeah, happy all fools Eve. Uh, but yeah, Mav, uh crazy uh what you were just talking about, a little piece of it. Uh, right. So we are eleven days away from Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. We are eighteen days mm. away from Minecraft Legend. Yeah. Mm. Uh we are it's like I don't need that, by the way. Uh, we are we are thirty two days away from Redfall. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? And we are seventy two days away from the showcase and Starfield. And if yeah. you want to throw in the middle of that, right? If you want to throw in the middle of that, we are what like sixty seven days away from Diablo four. Yeah, like, this is an insane run. You got the, the Starfield days down too, like uh, X, X, yeah. whatever. Exo Primals and no, no, no. in, in, hitting in that in, in Game yep. Pass day yep. one. You got Street Fighter yep. Six. You got uh, yeah. lots of stuff. And then yeah. in the middle of all of this too, uh, we're gonna get into this. But ABK, the biggest news coming from this entire acquisition phase, all this stuff we've been talking about for a year and uh, a couple months now, is going to happen this next few months as well yeah so this is this is gonna be a hell of a run right here um uh, yeah not even going into fall right not even you know just this next three months is gonna be incredible plus there's gonna be some surprises in there as well uh we know there's gonna be some yeah. stuff that we don't know about so yeah no otherwise i've had a hell of a week um a lot of mass effect uh andromeda with a little bit of forza horizon obviously with the 
Rally uh, DLC dropping. I did try that out the other night. I have not tried the Midnights or whatever they're calling it. Um, but I did try the Rally, so that was cool. And uh, otherwise, continuing my uh, rewatch of Buffy. So it's been a lot of Buffy and a <laughs> nice. lot of Andromeda. So <laughs> Sweet. Do you like yeah. the Buffy movie better or the show? No, the show. I never watched the show, really. I was, sure. I liked the movie back in the day, though. The show, again, it, it's, it's, it's on that, well... I shouldn't even say it's on the cusp. It, you watch it now, and yeah, it, the cheese factor is over the top, right? Okay, yeah. special effects. They couldn't do shit back then. But but what I will say is that re-watching it now, and it's been probably 15 years since I last watched it, mm-hmm. Rewatching it now, I have a better appreciation for Joss. Uh, you know, I, again, I know all the shit that he's been accused of and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just talking about as far as a director yeah. goes. Watching him do his early work, this was before he became really well-known. Obviously, Buffy was one of the stepping stones for him. But going back and, and watching these shows now, how he did this show is extremely unique. And my God, did he get every ounce of talent out of every single actor in that show that they had in them. It really is awesome. The way that he intertwined the episodes so that you would have something happen in one episodes. And then you might, might go two, three episodes before he comes back around to that again, that you don't see that a whole lot in shows. Uh, And it, 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 I just appreciate it more now than I ever did before. Uh, So I'm having a great time rewatching it because it has been a long time. Well, we've been looking for the next big show to watch. And maybe that's something since Kate loves it and I never really got into the show. Maybe that'll be their next thing. Cause we just finished, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, on right. all that whole series, right? Yeah, so. if you just want something really light, I mean, again, it's light. It's not like, but there are some, you know, there's some really, and again, I love Sarah Michelle Geller, so I'm going to be biased in some ways here. But just how she develops the character, even I'm in season two, I'm almost the end of season two yeah. going into season three. But even from season one to season two, it's such a big leap for her and for her character. And there's some episodes that, you know, are pretty touching or that have some, you know, serious tones to them. Again, the cheese factor is off the charts. It's like watching Power Rangers, right? I mean, a lot of ways. <laughs> it is. If there's a lot of, there's a is, lot of, is Goldar in it? Is there gold? Is no, Goldar no, no Goldar. Oh. But you got to laugh, right? And it's, and it's teenage drama, you know, with her and Angel and all that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's got that, it's got that old cheese factor to it, but it's fun. It, it is fun and it's a great, and like I said, nowadays, now that I watch it back, appreciating what Whedon did um, with this show, I, I have a lot more for a lot more appreciation for what he what he did and how he got these actors uh, to perform uh, with this with these crazy storylines, crazy yeah. storylines like just it's wild, man. So have a good time. Well, you're selling me on it. Uh, yeah. How are you, Fuzz? What's up? What's up, man? It's been a little while since we've been able to talk. Oh yeah, it's, it's great right now, and uh, Forza Horizon Rally has been keeping me busy for a bit. But uh, man, oh man, it's been a it's been a decent week, uh, although some some bad news in the middle of it with the whole E three thing. But we'll get into that. But uh, outside of that, man, so glad to be here with you guys. So much to talk about. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Um, how are you, Psycho? I'm doing fantastic. Can't wait. You know. E3 mm. is happening this year, and uh, I'm so excited. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the sound but effects yeah. for Psycho. Uh, yeah, thank you. Back. Uh, I do miss it. Um, <laughs> no, I've been uh, doing uh, doing great. I've been gaming a little bit here and there, but uh, 
yeah, it's sad news that E3 is dead. Uh, maybe it'll be, uh, maybe it'll come back. Eh, it's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's sad because I never got to experience it. You know, yeah, I got I, to experience like crazy. like uh, Wizard Coast to Coast or Wizard of the Coast, uh, like Comic Con type things that happen over in Cleveland and uh, uh, the the car shows that happen, but something like gaming related i never experienced and i always wanted to but unfortunately now with microsoft pulling out and now and then ubisoft pulled out and it looks like they uh, decided to kill it but can we say that jeff was a little savage by literally i don't think i think it was like maybe five minutes after the announcement and he, he was, was at an there. award show while he was doing he was at <laughs> so the he had the awards so he had the picture ready. He had that shit ready to send. So he knew that, what was happening. Yeah. He yeah, always I mean, does, right? And he he's on top of it. He never misses an opportunity. Ever. Oh no. 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 Especially because he used to be part of E3. And <laughs> right. then I don't know what happened, but then he's like, Yeah, fuck you guys. I do my own thing. And even worse I mean, than I, that tweet though was the one where he's like, I picture of me as a 15 year old there uh at E3. Man, we all loved it. It was a huge part of my life. We miss it. But they didn't evolve. Right. <laughs> and Summer <laughs> Game Fest is where what's is what's next. King of self-promotion. Oh, King of self-promotion. Yeah. That was that one was more savage because it was like sweet and nice and respectful. Then it was like, well, fuck you at the end, you know? Yeah, um, pretty much. Interesting. Well, that's the thing. Like that's the crazy thing. I don't know if we're gonna talk about this on the show or not, but you know, it's just crazy. Uh how they did not evolve into with the times and they kept it with what you know that format and overcharged i mean sony sony started when he they dropped out and then nintendo and and then now this year with xbox so well xbox was still technically part of it without a booth it it was it was a it was a weird thing this year um jasper how are you doing bro uh, I'm doing okay, I guess. Uh, been playing a little bit of Crime Boss Rock Hay City uh, on PC when in my free time that I've had this week. Yeah, so God, that's I'm kind sorry. of it's it's all right. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's nope. a thirty dollar game. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as what everybody said it was. It's all right. It's not the best. It's thirty dollars, so you kind of got to come in with some. I understand, but the reviewers didn't give it any <laughs> slack. The ones well, yeah. I read, at least, were like, "Is is that the one with all the actors?" <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's better, that or Crossfire X, Jasper? uh it's i mean it's oh, kind of hard even to compa- the pause oh Jesus. <laughs> it's it's just because it's like comparing call of duty to like fucking i don't know like fucking wolfenstein or something it's like it, two completely different things you know <laughs> i need an answer gunplay? is the gunplay good <laughs> it's all right <laughs> <laughs> what is, okay so what is good about it that's not promising you did not tell is it, it the voice uh, acting is that what's no, good? Fucking Chuck Norris reads it like I was just gonna uh, say it's Chuck, Chuck Norris is like I was in the helicopter and there was an explosion. It's like <laughs> what the fuck you doing? So, like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. They should they should go on with AI instead. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like <laughs> something different, fun to play. Like while you're waiting for the bigger stuff to come out, that's kind of why I'm playing it. Do you regret wasting thirty dollars on it? No. Are you sure? okay Okay. all right that's fair enough Uh, shout out to chris jones thanks for uh rejoining the speculators bro appreciate you 
He followed that up saying, "Today is his last day in the gaming community. He's leaving you all for. The, he's leaving uh, uh, us all and the community tomorrow. Well, thanks for joining the membership the day before you leave. Uh, where where, where are you and Three Bit going? Yeah, this is the <laughs> April Fools. I can smell. They're going it. to E three. <laughs> you can smell it. They're going to E three. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to make a post. E three is back on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm gonna I'm gonna redrop the three months of PC Game Pass for new users. So I had that yeah. free code. So if you want that, you can use that in the Ooh, chat. Ooh, grab that code. Ooh, yeah. PC. Let's so, go, PCMRs. Ja- when Jasper hopped in the pre-show, he told me something. <laughs> I don't know if you want to share this, but I yeah, thought I it was absolutely yeah, fucking hear. hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I had an interview today for a job, and it was a virtual interview. So like, you sit down on your computer, like webcam and stuff or whatever. So like, I was in like, I was trying to be chill and not to be too nervous with it. So <laughs> I just like went into podcast mode because it was all like headset and stuff and that's the first thing i said was yo i was like son of a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> yo. You were like, yo 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 master jasper <laughs> ready to join your job let's go oh. <laughs> he did the yo do i get yo yo do i get paid vacations yo <laughs> wow. yo it's jasper here artificial gaming news uh in the house <laughs> i can i can run your company artificially let's go uh, I, I, but fuck, that was fucking hilarious when he told me that, dude. All right, yo, <laughs> yo, did you get yo. the job? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yo, <laughs> did you get the job, Jasper? Uh, I don't know. We'll hear back. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> you hit him up in the promising. email with a yo. Just checking on my job. <laughs> yo, did I get it, yo? <laughs> did I get it, yo? <laughs> Yo, how we feel uh, about this opportunity? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, bitch. <laughs> like Jesse Pink. <laughs> right. I'm authentic. Dr. Dinglenut with uh I'm just trying yo. to be myself. Yo, you know, you know what you're getting here with Jasper. Dr. Dinglenut says, yo, click on my interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was great. Anyway, uh, uh so yeah, I guess we can get into the the bad stuff before we get into all the great, right? Going to do a little PM and a PM, negative first. Yeah, it, it is a little Let's segue go. into the good, right? So E3 is gone officially again. After everybody pulled out, Ubisoft was the latest one, I think, that we got news was not going to be there. Um, I guess they realized if they're going to have an empty uh, convention center... And it's just going to be a bunch of people walking around looking for something to do. It's probably not the best thing to have, right? So they decided to shut down shop again. And uh, I think this may be the last attempt at a resurgence here for E3. Um, I, I don't really see it coming back from this now. And unless something crazy happens. But if you really think about it, this is another year that... Healy gets to grab another more of a foothold on the industry, more relationships, more people watching, all that kind of stuff. And without E3 uh, in person event or anything like that, it just leaves it open for him to claim more uh, dominance over the summer gaming news. So do y'all think there's any hope that E3 would come back one day? Yes. But it takes uh, somebody kidnapping Jeff Keeley or something. <laughs> that's where we're at at this point. So, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Crazy. There's been a lot of work put into this. If I would imagine it comes right? back. It it's gonna have to come back in such a different way that you. I don't know if it would still be called E3, but it would be more like a pack show where it's like more for like actual fans to like meet that's up with what, smaller devs. That's what this was supposed to be. Like they, that's why they hired Reed Pop that was supposed to do this E3 and all this stuff. But yeah, I, but they they, st- they still wanted their E3 like extra marketing bullshit where you pay them fifty thousand dollars for a fucking cardboard box to set up you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you think it's the prices of the booths and stuff that really killed them? yeah oh 100 well, it's, it's the tech plus the prices right it just business wise it doesn't make sense and yeah it doesn't because everything yeah. can just be digital and on youtube sorry psycho i jumped on you that didn't no 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 it's it's fine because it you're right because it's it, it it's a show that's that could be done digital like how xbox did their digital event and nintendo's been doing and same with uh sony and then you have they have the one plus is the booths that they have we can have hands on with the games that uh they're going to be revealed and things like that but when you charge crazy kind of money and the and you know uh, microsoft has their own theater and they're like why would we want to pay this when we can just do this over here and then they can have other people like ubisoft come on to announce whatever game uh, or their subscription plan to xbox and uh if they have any other type of uh uh devs that want to come on by so i mean it's just right now they with the lack of a 2022 presence, right? Was it 2022 that they canceled? Or was it 2021? I think it was 2021 that E3 was canceled, right? Or no? Uh, E3 was canceled in 2020. They had it the last two years. Okay. So 20, so it was, holy shit. So 2020 was when it was canceled. Um, and then. They should have seen the the writing that uh, that there there weren't a lot of people showing up. Though, I think the last two years, more sh- like I think last year, more de- uh, developers didn't come. So they should have seen like, oh shit, maybe we should ease up. Like if if they did half the fucking price, maybe uh, they they could have retained some of these uh, bigger studios like Ubisoft and. Um, pop maybe maybe microsoft but i think it's it was uh, writing in the wall uh, on the walls for for it to just be no more yeah um so no coming back yeah uh, the only way they come back is if they have a big partnership if they have like in writing that these studios are going to be there 100%, uh, and if they have the backing from, uh, uh, well, they did have the people that do the PACs East and PAC West and all that. I think they were they were helping out this time around, but um, they need something to to re-energize E3. It's just, it's one of those things that it just, it, on a fan standpoint, it's, 
you know, when you don't have the big three there anymore and it's just Microsoft, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. Like Microsoft had was carrying E3 for E3 those was last dead two. when they ended the booth babes. No, <laughs> uh, for those last two years, Microsoft was carrying E3, and they're like, yeah. "We're fucking done." Xbox was E3 the last two years. I mean, really, what else was there? I mean, can anybody think Nothing. of anything else? Were there was the internal Take Two uh, human resources discussion? <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> Yeah, there was, it was like last year or the year before they had take two had a fucking like human resource panel or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Fucking weird. I, I don't I, I remember we got our press pass for E3 two years ago, right? And we got to go in there in the back thing and check out uh, all the stuff. And it was like the digital hub they had. And it was the first year that they were trying that. And it was a ghost town. I mean, that's all of these people like with their accounts and stuff. And there was no nothing to do. Like the only event really was the digital video videos that were put out on YouTube and stuff. So it was just it's just been weird the last couple of years. They, they tried to make a comeback last year with the digital stuff, but again, Xbox was really the only thing that stood out. So without Xbox, the last two years, their digital event being tied to E3, what was it? It wasn't anything. And I think Xbox maybe got comfortable with that position and we're like, we're not going to do a booth again. And that's kind of where they stood this, this year, right? And they were still going to be tied to it. But at this point, maybe them doing an in-person event again, realize without all the booths, with these, without all these publishers and stuff, like, what are, what's the point, you know? So, I don't know. I, I they mean, they can... really need to shift what E3 is. Like, it's not about, like, devs going there and trying to pitch their games anymore it's more about fan engagement with the actual games they need to shift it to that whereas like it needs to be like the north american yeah it needs to be the north american gamescom or comic-con for games or something like that those publishers all show up for that though they weren't showing up for this right that's yeah i know and it's like there's also three packs in america every year so it's like is there room for four packs in america so it's like i don't know like is that too much for smaller teams to just like constantly keep flying out across the country and just losing dev time just to hold an event. So I don't know, like maybe they need to shift one of the other packs and like form it into this, but I think it's, it, it has, I don't think it's it going has to change. No, yeah. it's, it, it's, 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 it's ultra sad, right? Cause it's, it was on my bucket list to go at some point. Right. And like I said, it was the Mecca at one point for gaming, um, but it had lost so much of that mystique at this point by this juncture again when nintendo pulled out and then sony pulled out and you know the digital age came upon us and and along with obviously the pandemic kind of helped speeding that process up writing was pretty much on the wall um i still think it's sad um you know we had these discussions last year and and the year prior to you know as to what e3 meant and you know mav you were always on the side that it was just you know just a name at this point and you know i still had hope uh that there was a way to bring it back in fact one of my predictions was that sony would come back this year uh and go toe-to-toe with microsoft because they're in competition now um and obviously it was way wrong on that uh i think i think ultimately it would take a united front it would take a huge swell uh of support from everybody 
to try to bring it back in some form. But I think everybody's made the points that what it used to be, the wheeling and dealing that used to go on, because again, there was, there was long before E3 became a place where gamers went, you know, it was, it was only for the industry. There was no gamers. Uh, the gamers were locked out. I mean, there was, yeah. you know, we waited for the news because so much was happening at A3. So many people were meeting backroom deals, games being announced out of the blue, like all that kind of stuff. That's what it used to be. And then it transformed into something a little bit bigger when they invited the gamers in. Um, so no, I don't think it can, I don't think it could come back. Uh, I, I don't think, I think the name could live on in some form or fashion. I personally if Microsoft gets ABK, the way that they're expanding, the way they're growing, they could have like a, the ultimate fan fest during E3 mm -hmm. that could turn into like a mini version, right? Where some people do show up uh, kind of on the coattails of Xbox because with ABK, with Zenimax and themselves, and then you throw in the ID at Xbox. Uh, stuff too with the indie or you can developers. have people close like paradox yeah. they could show up Correct. and have like a paradox side booth or something. right that's what i'm saying all the partnerships like there 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 might be people if xbox decided to go that route and decided to make this big fan fest like hey you know it's not just going to be it's going to be e3 fan fest or whatever they call it but it's obviously centered around all things green then yeah you could have those partnerships like you just brought up jasper kind of show up and kind of show off their wares to the fans and kind of meet and greet as kind of a part of it and i think you could get a little something back but as far as what e3 was no it, it, it's gone at this point it doesn't make business sense it costs way too much money like you guys said there's a million other shows around the world that they still go to right it's not just the united states it's everywhere and so there's a lot of investment from these companies elsewhere and the e3 show just doesn't make sense and obviously for microsoft with their own theater right there of course it doesn't make sense renting out you know uh space at e3 anymore um so yeah no i think it's i think it is gone i think this is the final breath uh, of e3 uh unfortunately it had to go out this way um after the pandemic and really not having anything um i would like to see a couple final hurrahs from e3 but uh no this is this is where we're at so i think yeah. we all got to deal with it and realize that if you didn't get to an e3 like me you never will um, yeah. And you're going to have to make other plans to maybe go to something else. Maybe some, you know, maybe, maybe the other shows become bigger because uh, the industry is still growing. And obviously, you know, Dutch and Boxenberger are going to Gamescom over in Germany and all that kind of stuff. And it's a huge deal over there. So maybe some of these other places kind of grow since E3 is not around. Maybe the packs here get bigger uh, as the years go by. And maybe, you know, we can meet up there at some point, but I, I think the, that E3... The thing is, like, I could see it shift into being something more like Comic-Con, where you have, like, like at Comic-Con, they have the panels for, like, a movies where all the actors right. and the director comes right. out, and they do, like, an hour, like, talking about or some interview or something like that. Right. Like, you could do that for a game. You could have, like, the game director and some of the cast or something come out and just, like, yeah. talk about the upcoming game, but... With the game industry, it's kind of so secretive. They only show you a five-minute trailer, and Correct. it's like, we're dark for three That's years, problem. so it's like... Yeah. I don't know if they'd want to do that, but that would be the direction they would have to go with that show if they want to like. Yeah. The interesting thing with Xbox too is now they're they're starting to do this developer direct thing, which yep. you know they may have a, another show later this year potentially even even after the um, summer. Is it are they going to be part of Summer Game Fest now? Maybe I saw I saw Keeley and Summer Game Fest account quote tweet the Xbox yeah. showcase trying to kind of. 
hype it and claim it, but he's, like he's gonna mm-hmm. do that because it's all part of that week. Yeah. Right? So, so they're trying to, try to associate it. Yes, yeah. Yes. 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 So, but I don't know if it's an official. I mean, officially, you know, a, a thing or not. But regardless, Xbox is still probably the biggest show in town. It has been the last several years. Yeah. Um, their event is more like I think it's going to be the biggest one they've had yet. Um, even potentially bigger than the one we had two years ago, where we all thought it was like the best show they've ever had. Um, they just have too much. Th- to reveal too many things um, that we'll have already released to not have a bunch of new stuff, right? So yeah. I'm excited about that. The question is, you know, and Aaron Greenberg tweeted yesterday, kind of just resolidifying um, the plans for Xbox is that they are Xbox showcases on June 11th, followed by the developer direct in a double header, right? A question we don't know, and he responded to somebody saying that, you know, there there's more to announce later about um, in-person type event or whatever. So I don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to be doing like a watch party style thing like they did last year. If they're going to actually have some kind of live audience for it, uh, for the, oh. at least the showcase part. Uh, so that's kind of unclear right now. But I do miss, for me, E3, part of the magic was that live crowd during the shows. Because seeing everybody's right. reaction yeah. was part of it. And you kind of miss that when you're just getting these video the video things right the uh from what was it? i think it was colt that tweeted that that said that uh, it could be a watch party uh, yeah. because of yeah. what the interview between sarah bond and uh the young lady from xbox on um with that interview uh, is why they're suggesting uh, it could be a watch party yeah it makes sense and that's cool and all but it's still not the same as having phil spencer walk out on stage in front of an audience of people you know to a, a bunch of moments. applause and stuff you brought and then, up a bunch of those moments last night Matt, right yeah it's all those moments mm-hmm. the memories oh, keanu reeves moments all those yeah. moments that you're just not gonna have anymore you may not have like the celebrities but you yeah. you did have that at the watch party last year like all of the the CEO, well, all the the executives were there, and they would come out the, the, on stage. The thing prior. is, Fuzz, you had to be at the watch party to see that, right? Yeah. For us, like at home, which you were there, right? For us yeah. at home watching, we just see the event without the camaraderie and the and the audience reaction and stuff. So it's like it, it comes across different to me when you're watching those old E3 showcases, yeah, it's, right? You're missing that, yeah. like almost that. I don't know if it's like necessarily cheesy, but when you have like fucking the kid come out and play fucking connectimals and they're like jumping around on stage, you miss those like stupid moments like that where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, the, the whole, the whole nature of it as a, as a festival, as a gathering again, as I call it, the Mecca for gamers is just gone. And, and that was all part of it. All the pomp and circumstance and everything that went into it, the festivities and the over the topness and all that kind of stuff. That's all gone. And unless Microsoft decides, like I said, to go bigger with their stuff, which they certainly could, because they're going to have more than enough content to fill up days if they want to. And they could televise that, right? They could put on like their own show at the Microsoft Theater with Phil coming out, with Sarah coming out, introducing things live and having that crowd uh, reaction. They could even, if they wanted to attach themselves uh, directly to Keeley's Summerfest, you know, have Keeley who obviously knows how to put on production. I mean, there's no question about that. Have his team come in 
and, you know, shoot it live and, you know, do that kind of stuff for you. You could certainly make it that way. It's just, again, the overall feeling it, that it, did whole, it switch yeah. because it became more for the fans. Like, whereas before it was like more that like internal, right. like Steve Jobs coming out on stage. is like, right. this is our next greatest innovation, innovation right. in gaming or whatever. Like it was kind of that for the like marketers and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's and then, where the marketing deals. Yeah. Were done. And then it kind of switched. Yeah. So now we got this like more basic stuff for the Correct. fans. Like, like Peter Moore showing up, revealing the tattoo yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, they wanted the Comic-Con interaction so they can kind of get that money from fans type thing. Uh, like how Comic-Con is for, you know, and they, that's why I think if they went to the with the fans uh, inviting them and mm-hmm. whatnot, and so just being yeah. reporters and people from industry only. And then, you know, it kind of got hype and everyone was excited. It changes the atmosphere when you do that. And it obviously oh, yeah. it made things tough for journalists journalists really felt put out yeah um, i remember but, after that first year yeah. they had people yeah. the journalists like all the people talked, in the industry hated it they hated talked it. shit about it for like oh, weeks yeah. oh, like yeah. that sucks like right. we didn't get any like time and all that kind of stuff you know yeah um, if you weren't ign with your own stage there that yeah. you were, you know, had interviews lined mm-hmm. up journalists were having a hard time getting devs i mean they were trying to get information yeah. Again, things like that happen, and you got to find a balance. But again, we're we're talking about stuff that doesn't matter anymore because it really doesn't at this point. We're not going to get that part back, at least down in LA, at least underneath mm-hmm. the E3 banner. I I think it is gone permanently, and I don't think it's coming back. And so now it's going to be the smaller shows. It's going to be the packs. It's going to be the Gamescoms. It's going to be those that pick up the slack that are going to have to you know find that balance and make sure that they don't uh, lose you know, that atmosphere both on the professional side and for the gamers themselves. And if they can do it like a Comic-Con, if they can continue, you know, to improve upon that, then maybe, like I said, those get bigger over the long haul as the industry continues to grow. Uh, I just think E3 just, they obviously, they they failed. Uh, They became too expensive for everybody involved. And it just didn't make sense in in 2020, you know, in the 2020s with tech (laughs) to do it that way anymore because the deals are now done elsewhere. They're not done at E3. And again, back in the day, that was the big part of E3. That's when everything got done. Marketing deals, game deals, publishing deals, all of that stuff. Devs were being signed on the floor after a publisher played their game. Like that's what used to happen at E3. And that was the news that we got out of it. And so I'm sad. And, you know, the big thing for me always was, was that all the information was really condensed down to a week. We got everything. We got all the news cycle within that week. The scattering of randomness that we now get uh, ever since the pandemic, to me, it sucks. It doesn't feel the same. E3 was never the same after G4 went away, to be honest. Like, once G4 went away, it's like yep. E3 never yes. felt the same. Yeah, because they, that, because G4 brought that to the audience for gamers at home. You always have those big shows, and they would come out like on stage and be like, "You remember that game you just saw at Xbox show, whatever?" Well, we have a twenty minute set down with that dude, and we're gonna show you more in depth gameplays. Like that shit was awesome, and it's like, oh yeah, and that was the thing. It was like the back and forth between G four and E three, and it was just really vibing. And then it just like, and then G four went away, and then just things weren't the same after that. And then just, and then uh, Sony left, and it just snowballed with e4 e3 yeah mm-hmm. um ultimately things are still good 
right? I mean, on the Xbox world, as far as shows, because they're at least the ones still holding the big show. There's oh. lots of there's lots of stuff happening and stuff, but like, oh, yeah. it, I would, I my dream was always to be in the audience at a live mm-hmm. show, right, and and be there with the crowd when their people come on stage and show this stuff and just be like embrace the excitement of what's happening in these new game reveals and stuff. And we were potentially close to being able to have that happen, right? But now it's just taken away. Wrestled from our grip, right? (laughs) So close, you know? If only we had started this channel 10 years ago. (laughs) But but we did not. Um, However, you know... Uh, like I said, it, things are still are. I mean, it, we're gonna miss E3. I, I remember, I'm gonna miss all those moments. I'm gonna miss that condensed week of just awesomeness. In For a way, me, though, once I went to a smaller show, I never wanted to go to E3 because I knew that, like, at a smaller show, you actually get more time to do different, more stuff there. Whereas, like E3, like you're just gonna be kind of sitting in line for the entire fucking but day it, to see but one it was thing the and... experience more yeah i know it's just you know like what i'm saying it, it really is like it is like you, you you know it doesn't matter what you choose if you go to a smaller venue to watch a band it feels much more personal it feels like this but there is also something going to a giant stadium spectacle hundred thousand people and cheering on your favorite band with everybody <laughs> yeah. who loves that band right there's there's a difference like i would personally pick the smaller venue of course because it is more personal but that energy that you get out of a place like that is different when you're there. And that, and that mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to be missing. So. Yeah. Um, it's a different world now, though, than when yeah, E3 started and, and everything. I, I just want to see some live stuff. I think you bring up, bring up a good point, Mav. If, if Xbox is going to carry on with this, if they're going to continue to do this yearly at the Microsoft Theater, I would like them to find a way to do a production. They completely they could. film. Yeah, they could now. I, I absolutely, and it's they're going to be giant. Like I said, if this, this ABK deal goes through, my God, yeah. they're they're going to have so much. They could have the Xbox Band Fest coming back yes. or whatever with Correct. or XO or whatever. Uh, would be massive after ABK. I mean, you could have so much stuff there. You could have your whole Activision Blizzard section. You have your whole Bethesda Zenimax section. You have your traditional Xbox first party section. You have all these different devs and. And everything, yep. and there would be so much stuff there. I mean, there's already so much damn games coming for Xbox and everything that uh, it would be unique. But uh, I just realized they're going to get BlizzCon as well too if they yes. when they get BlizzCon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have BlizzCon, QuakeCon, BlizzCon, QuakeCon. Um, yep. Then they Minecon, Minecon. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, then so they also of have E3. Call it X3. Yeah. And have everything that they're associated with plus the game. Pass there you go, Buzz. There. Then you got um, like the Call of Duty League, like that stuff, like uh, all MLG type shit. I, yeah, if they bring back MLG to prominence, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots of opportunity, but yeah. we'll see what all they take advantage of, you know. Um, if they. Call of Duty tournament, Halo tournament, all MLG style, mm-hmm. officially sanctioned. Can you imagine? Yeah. So- and we talked about this for like when they acquired Zenimax Bethesda. Like. Yeah. They're going to have to figure out different ways of doing news and, and releases because they're going to have too much stuff. Now we got the developer directs is a, is a sign of that. But they at least are still doing their big shows. And I think they're going to keep continuing to do that uh, in one format or another. And this format this year, I have a feeling is going to be similar to last year's. Right? Maybe not the 12-month thing. Cross my fingers. Um, but we know that it's looking like it's probably a digital event uh, and maybe some watch parties. Right? So... Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I would 
maybe like to go to one of those watch parties at some point, but uh, it's not the same as go- going to go to like E3, you know? No. So, I don't know. Fuzzy, was it worth it last year for you to go? <laughs> um, I I had fun. Um, probably spent more money than I probably <laughs> should have. Right, that's but, what I'm getting um, at. Yeah. I I would say if if they could do a complete mix with like like the whole thing with Ubisoft leaving E3 and just still quote unquote doing an in person thing, if if more publishers like that would team up with Xbox and have it at, let's say, the Microsoft Theater, and it's like two or three days, that would totally be worth it to me. Yeah, Uh, A one or two day thing, if you're in the area, no problem. But hotel and flight, yeah, that that gets up there pretty quick. Yeah, the part of it is location, too. LA is just so fucking expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, like, they could... I, obviously, LA is like, oh, it's LA. You right? also you don't want to have it in like fucking Kansas because you like yeah, but no there's there's other places you could do these things at that would make more sense financially. But the thing is with <laughs> Microsoft, they got the Microsoft Theater there in LA, yeah. so that's right. they're kind of locked into that. That's what they're going to use. And yeah. um, but if E3 ever came back, in order to get the cost down, I would think maybe they would consider to draw more excitement, more people showing up and stuff. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe move it. LA. They could so. do it like they do with Xbox XO or whatever, where they do a different city every year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You should rotate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I was like Texas, Chicago. It, Chicago is up north. It's uh, essentially located. Uh, you got Texas essentially located. Right. Mm-hmm. And Texas is a lot cheaper to host, to do things like that than in Chicago. So oh, yeah. for, you know, June is also usually really good weather here as well. So you got you could either do Dallas, you could do Houston, you could do San Antonio, you could do Austin. Um, mm-hmm. San Antonio would be the best decision. I, I would choose I would choose Dallas. I was say, this is mad. Where it's like, yeah, you just put it right, just put it in my backyard. <laughs> no, I, and, 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 I, over here, guys. Hey guys, we got I, my missions close by. Let's I would just choose run over here to do this mission. Guys. I would, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I would choose Dallas because it's like my backyard, right? But I, business wise, looking for them, San Antonio makes the most sense. Because it's the cheapest. It's also a great city. It's great for like foot traffic and stuff. You know, lots of restaurants, lots of shopping. It's a super chill city, and you can have like a huge convention there. Probably a lot cheaper than you can in like Dallas or or Houston, right? Florida's um, good too. Tampa has a lot of businesses, yeah. and it's pretty Austin, chill. Austin uh, has one of the like bigger conventions, South by Southwest. So that city's yeah. kind of used to having a big uh, convention go on. Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Austin would probably be their choice because I think there's quite a few studios out yeah. in that region too. Yeah, although uh, Xbox does a have uh, a Bethesda studio in Dallas, don't they? Mm-hmm. Austin. Arcane. There's Arcane. Bethesda. Yeah. Bethesda's in Dallas. Has a Dallas studio. There's yeah. also Gearbox. Yeah. Gearbox is in Dallas. Three 3D yeah. Realms is in Dallas. ID mm-hmm. um, has Dallas. Uh, there was um, a lot. There's a lot of studios. Isn't that where I think QuakeCon's in Dallas, didn't it? Yep. It's at the yeah. uh, the Gaylord Texan. It's a big, nice, fancy hotel um, in Grand Prairie. It's like short, short drive from the from the airport. Um, that's where they usually have it. But they didn't have it the last two years. I, don't think. I can't remember if they had it last year. It might have been canceled. I can't remember. But uh, it's coming. It's going to come back. I don't back. think they did QuakeCon last year. Yeah, I, it'll come back. Yeah, they did. That's where we got the Redfall. Uh, was thing. it? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. But no, it was the digital only QuakeCon. Yeah. yeah, it was digital only. But yeah. they, I mean, they had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, and then the year before that, it was. Canceled. Where's BlizzCon? 
That's it. That's in Minnesota, where uh, all the blizzards are. <laughs> no, it's no, in California. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not L.A. <laughs> it's uh, like Santa Monica or something like that. It's oh, okay. Like, so it's it not, is Cal. It's yeah. Cali, though. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's lots of stuff to be excited about. Microsoft. Uh, let's get into the good. Right. And we alluded to this before the show start. Before the show started here um, on the intros and stuff, but uh, we're in for. It's going to be April 1st tomorrow, right? Between April 1st and September the 6th, we have the craziest, most, probably biggest five-month span in Xbox history. Leading off with potentially the ABK deal closing. If, if it does close, it'll be closed before September 6th, Right. Uh, I think most people wouldn't would agree with that unless they actually renegotiate the terms of the deal, which uh, they said they're not going to. But we'll see. Right. Um, you looking like the biggest news from the ABK deal is going to be happening here in April, maybe in May as well. So you have that. And if the ABK deal closes, that's going to be monumental. Right. It's going to be just insane. You're going to see news out the wazoo coming from that. Uh, things happening left and right. Uh, similar to after Zenimax Bethesda fi finalized. We had games entering Game Pass. We had all these different stuff happening. But it'll be even times 10 with ABK. Um, you're already starting to see a little bit of marketing and cross-promotion and stuff between ABK and Microsoft. You have Candy Crush showed up in the Microsoft Rewards uh, thing the other day. It was really weird. Don't know what that was about. Testing. Um, yeah. Testing. You clicked on they it, were, nothing happened. It was they were doing that thing with the Bejeweled, too, where like you can play phone games and get Microsoft rewards. So, like, yeah, it's are testing. It just yeah. said, click on the check out Candy Crush. You click on it, and it's like, this isn't available. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, you got five points for it, whatever. Uh, but they also have the Diablo 4 special edition um, bundle or whatever coming uh, with Diablo. You can see the writings on the wall. They're already wanting to get the ball rolling. Uh, and all this stuff. ABK is going to be one of the biggest things happening, right? But like Pong was uh, shouting out some of these things happening uh, soon before the show. It's not just about ABK. We have lots of games hitting, um, including uh, Minecraft Legends, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is going to be in Game Pass. Uh, you have Exo Primal is going to be in Game Pass Day 1. You have um, Starfield. Uh, Redfall, Redfall. Uh, all these games with the culmination Motor being sport, probably somewhere in there. Motorsport maybe in there somewhere, or maybe a little somewhere. after, yeah, yeah. Uh, potentially. So, um, you're talking about a, just a massive amount of games that doesn't include a lot of third party games, too, like Diablo, uh, which may be part of first party around that time, and also Street Fighter 6. Um, insane amount of shit, just left and right happening this next four months uh five months and then in the middle of it all we're gonna have the xbox showcase and the uh developer direct which we're gonna get even more big news so i'm just trying to prepare the community i'm trying to prepare you guys the chat for it's about to get fucking crazy around here um this year has already been nuts uh up to this point with as many good games as we're getting I'm enjoying the hell out of MLB The Show right now. Absolutely loving it. Um, 
some of the best gaming in the last several years have already been happening this first few months of 2023. But the the gauntlet's about to be laid. This shit's about to get crazy. Um, let me get to this uh, $5 super chat real quick from uh, Chris Jones. Uh, appreciate you, Chris. And he said, the Lords would love for you guys to hang out with us at PAX East. <laughs> Yo, that'd be fun, man. Uh, I would Shout love to out to the, out the Lords, Lords, too, for all the great coverage. And, and yeah, you too, Chris, they're doing uh, their personally. work. Uh, doing the work out there and doing a lot of work yeah. out there. Not just hanging out and having a good time. Yep. Putting in the actual work uh, to give us content, a lot of it. So I yeah. uh, appreciate all of you. Uh, Covering that shit better than IGN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Great <laughs> great interviews, great yeah. articles. Yeah, the Iron Lords are on top of it. Yeah. So, so great stuff. job, guys. I, I concur. Um, but what are, I mean, do you all agree with me that this next four or five months is going to be potentially the craziest that we've seen for Xbox and their history, potentially. Definitely has the, the potential of it. I mean, given what we already know is on, on the horizon as far as coming out, sure. But the the E3, their their showcase on the twelfth the eleventh and twelfth, I I have a feeling they they've been kind of sitting on their hands with a lot of uh unannounced things or even some of the leaked projects that we we've known about i think there's plenty a bit more that they'll they'll be able to discuss but uh yeah we just got the the forza horizon uh dlc fingers still crossed for you know between that timeline of april 1st and sometime in september that we see uh forza motorsport or at least get you know a, a release date or something but um yeah they 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 definitely have a, a pretty decent lineup here. And uh, with Diablo 4 being one of those, it's going to, you know, uh, I'm going to say like a 99.9% chance of being first party by the time it goes to release. It, yeah, this this is craziness. I mean, we've already been in the craziness for these first three months or, yeah, about three months of this year with all the releases and Game Pass and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I think these you know next three four or five months are going to be even crazier i mean the backlog is already building up and i haven't even you know had a chance to touch uh atomic hard or there was another game that was on my list and it's like man i, I just i can't keep up yeah oh yeah i mean even today's uh interview with uh the x or yeah i think it was yesterday with xbox on mm-hmm. sarah bond even uh indicated that there's a lot of new pro uh Things to be announced that they she can't talk about because she went to the BAFTA Awards. Yeah, BAFTA Awards, and uh, well, no, it was something about um, uh, I think because she, she's in she was in England, so it's, there's something that she's she alluded to. There's a lot of things that are that she can't talk about that she's seen, and things are looking really good this year. Mm-hmm. And because I was one of the questions, how things. Uh, how it's shaping up for xbox this year and she pretty much was like yeah just wait pretty much uh yeah they're not gonna say well, we're we're down in the dumps we're we're, we're closing shop <laughs> yeah but i'm just saying that yeah. things were there's things that we don't know about that is coming down the pipeline so we know things have been put on hold right psycho we we know yes. for a fact that things have been put on hold that there's been a lot of you know, smoke and mirrors being used, uh, you know, to present themselves as the weakest uh, link in the industry. 
mm-hmm. even though we all know that's not true. Um, but they've been doing this show for you know a while now because of ABK and and the floodgates have to open at some point. Again, business has to move forward at some point. And now that the tide is kind of turning, that they've kind of settled down the regulatory bodies outside of the FTC, they've kind of got them all lined up right where they want them. Now you can start, you know, moving forward. You're not going to just, you know, you're, you're not going to fire all cannons uh, at one time. But as we approach E3, more and more is going to come out. Ubisoft Plus uh, is going to be yeah. something that comes through, right? Fa- uh, the Friends Game Pass family. Friends and Family is going to come out finally. Um, that kind of stuff, I think they purposely held back this entire time, but I think that that's now got to come into play. And then I think, as we talked about last year, when we thought before we knew that they were going to do 12 months only, they've got, I keep going back to Mav and his solo video that he did, what, a year and a half ago now, Mav, where you broke it down and 40 plus, uh, things that we knew about 40 plus titles in development that we knew about um that had code names or official names they've got to start talking about those in exile compulsion all that stuff state of k3 update we've got to see this stuff at some point i think that you're spot on that this e3 could be again not a place where they show off everything but definitely more so than they did last year with the 12-month plan I, i think they go away from that this year, I'm leaning more that they go away from that, and I think they do sell some hopes and dreams a little bit. I think that they push into um, 2025 uh, with some of the announcements or or at least give us updates on some of the games uh, that will be between now and 2025. Um, so, yeah, I think it's time. I, I think that they're more comfortable with the ABK deal than they have been, um, and they're going to start opening up you know, and, and showing us some of the stuff they've been holding back this entire time. And... Uh, this is the perfect spot to do it in, uh, during this E3 week uh, with the potential of ABK being closed or very close to being closed uh, at that point. This is going to be huge. And I think that's why Phil in that interview two weeks ago when he said, oh, or, or three weeks ago, whatever it was at this point, where he said, no, we've, we're locked in on June. We're locked in on the E3 time, our showcase. Uh, and we're very happy with where we're at with that. Um, I think that shows extreme confidence that they've got everything kind of planned the way that they wanted to. There's not going to be a whole lot of, oops, well, we got to pull this or we can't show this or we're going to pull, plug this in. I don't think there's going to be any of that this year. Uh, I think uh, this year it is going to be a lot that they're going to give us. So excited. Yeah. I just put a poll out there on Twitter. Are we allowed to keep calling this E3? Because <laughs> <laughs> Pong just called it E3 so. mistakenly yeah, probably like four times. And I'm going to yeah. keep doing it because I mean, it's just in our nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> anytime you get a, a week where like every major person is doing their own show, like that's E3. Like, right. that's what it is. I mean, what, we're gonna switch to Summer Games Fest or start going yeah. to yeah. Games Fest. Hey, you all excited for universe. SGF? <laughs> SGF is coming this year. Yeah, SGF. Fuck that. I, I think I maybe like Healy wants that. <laughs> maybe yeah, after like five does. or six years of E3 not being a thing, maybe you just start yeah. calling it by its actual shows. But like right now, it's so ingrained like it within just, people, and everybody knows. The time frame that you're talking about when you say E3, right? Yeah. It's a general time frame. Everybody gets it. So. Mm-hmm. And, and this year, the time frame is still intact because SGF is on <laughs> is on June the 8th, right? Uh, June the 8th, and then Microsoft show is on June 11th. Uh, Ubisoft show is June 12th. So that's three shows that we know about within four days of each other. We think Ubisoft uh, is doing it at the Microsoft Theater. Fuzzy, I know you do. 
right? You think they're yeah. going to do it in Microsoft Theater? Is everybody else? What's no, everybody else I th- it's no. The turnaround would be too tight on them. Xbox would okay. have to get everything out, and then Ubisoft have to ship everything in. I think that okay. turnaround would be too tight. I think Ubisoft's just going to be a digital thing. Again, unless did they say it was going to be in person? They they did say in person, but yeah. I I'm. I'm figuring they were probably on the phone with Aaron Greenberg and, and whatnot and trying to figure out, hey, can we just get a table in the corner and show off? Uh, <laughs> well, skull, you can't have a bunch bones. of people do just dance in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be Yves on, in his office on his uh, IBM ThinkPad showing off the games. That's what it's going to be. No, I'll tell you what Ubisoft <laughs> show is going to be. They're going to they're gonna find this abandoned warehouse in the city <laughs> and, and make sure they put graffiti on the walls and everything. Get 45 and, camera angles so they can yeah, have like, yeah, the, the, the ice. There'll be nobody there but cameramen. <laughs> and there's going to be one person on keep going like this constantly to the different cameras talking about Eve. the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be excited to see this next <laughs> game that's coming up at this show, everybody. Uh, where's the camera? Fuck, I'm going crazy. Ah, Skull and Bones is delayed again. I'm sorry. Assassin's Creed Mirage, you're not going to get that either. But we got Ubisoft got, Plus, so you can subscribe to things Sam, that don't what's happen his face? Sam, what's-his-face is coming back. We got Tom Clancy, <laughs> Sam Fisher's future soldier, so he's now in space. So get ready for that, everyone, in 15 years. Sam Fisher's going to the moon, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can play aliens. it on your cell phone. It's going to be great. Yeah, you can play it on your cell phone. It'll be <laughs> everywhere. Rayman meets Splinter Cell. And their newest Rayman crossover, <laughs> Rayman Splinter Cell Legends, the newest tactical over-the-head mobile game coming to you from with, with NFTs. <laughs> Get your, your own unique Rayman uh, Sam Fisher character um, that you can trade. To, uh, where the um. fuck did we get to this point? because <laughs> anytime we bring up ubisoft we got to make fun of them they've been so horrible <laughs> they have the, had the worst shows out of everybody the last few years by mm. far the only decent thing they had was the uh they've stretch. never had like a, a really good show though they've always just been either like all right or like what the hell was that yeah i mean i remember one year being super excited to watch Ubisoft's show because they had a lot of good games coming out um, and then James Cameron literally talked about Avatar uh, for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is, is this a gaming show? I'm confused right now. And and then it was all about that Avatar shitty. It was, it was okay. That like licensed game that came out. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that was supposed to change the gaming landscape forever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It was, it was a fun. Okay. Game, but yeah, it wasn't all that. Now um, we're gonna get Avatar Fi- Far Cry, so it's gonna be a yeah. Oh, that, that's a, that was some interesting <laughs> information that yeah. came out. It is looking yeah. more and more like it's a Far Cry, a clone yeah. type game. Yeah. I'm okay with Maybe it. Maybe I'm not complaining. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Again, I'm not excited to play this if it's in Ubisoft Plus and that's a part of my you know ultimate subscription, or I get a break on it and I'm paying for it. Then yeah, sure, I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna play it because I like Ubisoft games. But yeah. again, what they talked about today, I was like okay. Not great. Okay. I just can't wait for the mission till we find Sam Fisher on Pandora. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's gonna be amazing. Gonna get the whole team back together. They're gonna pull in everybody. We're gonna have to go find (laughs) Rainbow Six operators. You know, bring them into the war. It's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a big mix mash of all their games. Yeah. We're gonna go find. Mm. We're gonna go find some assassins to join the crew. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Um. (laughs) 
Uh, it's going to be, I mean, it's gonna, still going to be a fun week, though, with, with Ubisoft. Uh, regardless, we look like to look at watch that show to see what the hell is going to happen, I think, mm-hmm. um, if nothing else. And then Microsoft show, and then Summer Game Fest, I think, takes another step up. Yeah, I think the last couple of years got better each year, right? So um, last year was a little down on it, but well, the year before that it was trash. So last I, year was last like year the, was the one where they had a uh, fucking t- Troy Baker come in and talk yeah. for fucking forty five yeah. minutes. It was so. a Troy Baker podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was great. yeah. So <laughs> the year before that it was all like I didn't mind. It was year, so. the year before that it was like all Fall Guys shit and like other like small. Stuff like the, that. The, the year prior was the advertisements too. Remember? Yeah. Non-stop. Oh, yeah. 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 It was just like. What do you buy? T-Mobile and Verizon. Yeah. It was. Insane. God. So last year's was was a step up. With a lot of stupid filler that we can. That we. we Pokemon Kia. Before. What the hell was that thing? <laughs> oh yeah. The, the, was that. A, yeah. That was yeah, last was year. Was that the. That was Gamescom I think wasn't it? Was that Gamescom? Yeah. Oh, was I think it? so. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember. Mm. I thought that was Keeley's. I, I know they had the, the rock energy drink or whatever. Oh, the... yeah, the rock oh, energy drink. God. Oh, yeah, him all sweaty from working out. But he couldn't even bother it. taking the time away to film a professional no. video. <laughs> no. Like, oh, I'm supposed phone. to do this now? Hold on. Let me get it. Anybody got my a towel? Phone. I'm perspirating all over the fucking camera. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think that this year should be better, right? I mean, E3, especially not being here, like, mm-hmm. they got to show their game somewhere, right? Depends um, what he's got lined up, right? Maybe. Who's showing what where? Do you think he was going and, off, like, trying to keep people from E3? Well, I mean, I mean that's kind of what he <laughs> does. No, I know, but, like, like what, <laughs> how, like, maybe he offers, like, hey, we know, just we'll put your shit in our show. You don't have to pay anything. Or whatever, or maybe pay like a small amount, sponsor, you know, mm-hmm. but you don't have to have this huge fucking booth or anything. And no, no, no. He, he was taking, you know, he was taking trailers and announcements away from everybody anyway. So yeah. at this point, what's, you know, that's what he's doing. I mean, he's showing his viewership, he's showing how he's growing every single year. Everybody knows Keeley's influence. So it's not that hard of a sell to get people to, you know, say, hey, why do you need an E3 booth? Yeah. You can just. Show your game here, and you're gonna get more eyes. More on eyes, it than yeah. You will. Yeah, you'll get more eyes on it than you will yeah. anywhere else. So just come on over. So that's exactly what was happening anyway. So yeah. Well, um, here's the elephant in the room, and I I know this is Xbox Ultimate, but I I gotta ask this. Oh. What What do we think? When When does Sony wake up and do a showcase? Like, do you think they just put it in Summer Games Fest, or are they going to actually do something with a showcase this year? When When was their summer show last year? It was like a month or two after E3, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Like July um, somebody said they had something on the on June second, but I didn't remember that. Uh, they, last night when I was doing my solo show, somebody said that they had a June second showcase. Was that a state of play? Uh, yeah, it was. A, it was a, they did. They had a state it? of play live stream on June second. It was. It was. It was thirty minutes, nearly thirty minutes. And Maybe it was so ass that like wasn't it was it ass that we didn't count it or something like it was like so bad it was like that don't count. I think I think it, that was one that was one of those that were like that because it it wasn't the the God of War one. one it was whatever was before God of War and I think it was like an indie and yeah. something else. I think there they had like uh, Last Indies. of Us remaster there or oh, okay. remake. Um, I I'm just trying to showcase. scroll through. They need a showcase because last year we we were questioning it. We're like, man, we were like, Sony did pull it off. 
uh, Jeff Keighley was a little rough. I was like, hopefully Xbox can save E3 this year. <laughs> so <laughs> they had the Resident <laughs> Evil 4 announcement uh, last year. Um, I'm trying to see. They had the Village update stuff. So they had oh, a lot of things Resident that have been there the last fucking four years. Yeah. <laughs> then they had... Uh, trying to scroll through this. Um, but some VR, VR bullshit. Uh, oh, they had no man's, every other state of play. No Man's yeah. Sky. They had Horizon VR. Yeah, they had a lot of VR stuff. Um, took up like a good five, ten minutes of it. They had Stray. Okay. Was there a game of the year contender? Was there? Wow. <laughs> uh, and let's see. What was this? They had uh, was this Death Stranding 2 or the Death Stranding Director's Cut? Oh, probably the Director's Cut. Because they haven't technically officially announced Death Stranding 2 just yet. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah they have. Death Stranding 2. Didn't Konami, or not Konami, uh, Kojima come out and say that they're working on it? Oh, that he was, was like, no, it's sorry. D2, baby. Is it coming Cal- out? Callisto oh, okay. Protocol was there. It was Callisto Protocol. Um, but, I mean, they had some decent stuff. I mean, it was like a shorter show. It was only like 30 minutes. That's all their state of plays normally are. Yeah, they had a forty they had a something minute one in the fall that was way better. I don't think Sony's coming back to E3 because they've already been gone for fucking ten years. So it's like they don't see no. a point in it. They no, had they need Tekken a showcase. Six. They need a showcase. The only thing is, if they do team up with Keeley, they could Sorry. team up with Keeley and have a special day because obviously that you know. Yeah, but they're just gonna give him like the Spider-Man that, trailer and that's, stuff. That's, just what like... that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, but they got to have a showcase at some point here. They do. They got to sell hopes and dreams again. Um, they're selling like crazy. So maybe they don't. Maybe they look at their console sales right now and just like, okay, whatever. We'll announce <laughs> a VR, you know, price uh, price cut, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll just keep selling consoles because everybody's buying them. So, yeah. you know, but I think that they do need a showcase. They need to show up Wolverine. They need a teaser for Wolverine. Um, you know, showing something gameplay wise. They need to get Spider Man Two out there at some point if they're going to launch it in September. They've got to do something between. You can't wait too much. I mean can i guess you can, yeah. you can there's games that have been like kind of three months yeah, out no they could do july they could do july i guess and and still get it out there but i would if i was sony i would do it before i would do april or may yeah. and i would you know pull a full showcase on well, everybody but, they had uh they also had street fighter 6 and uh final fantasy 16 so yeah. ultimately they had some good games there right it was just a shorter show but so looking ahead at the timeline though like as um final fantasy 16 slated to release on june 22nd Right, so early yeah, June, late gold. May would would make sense for that. It must um, be perfect. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> there might not be any bugs. I, that's all. Like, how, why do you announce gold and you're done? Like three months prior. If that now? game comes out and runs at like fucking <laughs> right. forty four frames, seven twenty p, people are gonna right. be mad. Yeah, I don't know. Why would you not keep working on it? But okay, all right. Then um, they also have uh, Spider Man two to market, which the rumors are September. And the new PlayStation Five, if that's coming this year, they're yeah. gonna have to market that. So I th- I would think June would make sense for them to do a lot of this yeah. early June. So maybe they do it with Keeleys at the Keeleys, and just do all those things there on the eighth, or they do their own thing beforehand. But how many times has Sony ever done anything with Keeley as a show, though? Well, the entire they Game Awards it. last year was a fucking like was a place. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, but that's just, Sony always Xbox gives Keeley like something big. Like they but, gave him the Last of Us Two news or the yeah the Last of Us yeah. 
or I mean, you had fucking 10 year. minutes of interviewing Troy Baker about yeah. voice acting the fucking last of us, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Sony actually like being there, like, doing and I never an gonna be really event. be there, psycho. They're not gonna really, be I was just saying, lots of stuff there. Yeah. Well, they'll have a lot of stuff. Well, they always that's what I'm saying. They, do they just give Keely everything or do they have their own event? That's if, what I'm saying. I like, think if they're going to put out the PlayStation Slim this year, they're going to have their own event where they talk about that for like yeah. five or 10 minutes because they're mm-hmm. going to try to market that thing as the fucking newest goddamn piece of technology out there. <laughs> um, it's this just your external hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> <You're disappointed>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember these? For your laptops, everybody, we're bringing them back for your PlayStation Five. So Ed Enzo yeah. says that Grub <laughs> said that their their showcase is supposed to be the weekend before Xboxes. Yeah, so that would be like a couple days before Summer Game Fest, I guess. Yeah, um, and then they would give Jeff Keighley whatever their probably their big game is there to talk more about it, I guess. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I I we're gonna have like solid, a little bit make. more of a drawn out <laughs> week. I mean, then yeah. typical for like a E3, you know, but overall, well, last year's E3 was big. like a fucking month long because EA's was like three weeks later. Yeah. What, I don't even remember what they had. Did they have like nothing that, that they, I mean, it's EA. What do they have? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, EA used to do like Anthem and stuff like that. You know, it was like, oh, they really they used to it. do like Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they really tried to promote Anthem at, yeah, fucking, no. at, at E3. Did they show off Jedi Survivor last year? Uh, wasn't that the tease? Night have been. I think it I came. Remember. I think the the footage came later in the year. I don't think they did it. Was that at the, the Disney or was that at a Disney show? Maybe I, I don't think know. So. No, it could have been at the Star Wars thing that Disney has. Yeah, D twenty three Expo the, where they talk about a bunch of the Star Wars stuff there. Yeah, it could have been there because they had D twenty three had their own gaming show this year, which sucked. It was really bad. <laughs> I mean, there were like, like 16 seconds of gameplay and a whole bunch of talking. That's where we got wow. the Skydance uh, Media new uh, Marvel game. The Captain America Black Panther game was announced there, mm-hmm. but uh, it kind of under. I mean, EA shows have went downhill fucking real quick over the last few years anyway. So. Yeah, because EA used to be on kind of par with that Ubisoft thing where he's like, they, they might have an all right show if they don't talk 45 minutes about Madden. But don't think that's the merger that needs to happen somehow, some way. EA and Ubisoft. They used to talk about FIFA and Madden at every E3 on somebody's Mm -hmm. show. Usually it was like an Xbox's show or somebody's show. Yeah. They would come out and they like have a soccer player. We've revolutionized Madden. We got the the tackle break system. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's more like the game, the real life than ever. You can run and hit this button and your guy's going to break the tackle like real life. Meanwhile, the ball is like flowing through, flying through someone's like, okay. Real motion 5.0. Oh, look, uh, uh, a sign in the stands from two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Player sense. Your guy gets thirsty on the field and his performance will get worse. You got to give him Gatorade. Be the water boy. (laughs) Uh, Adam Sandler downloadable content. I'd fucking, I'd buy that. Shake your head at me, Paul. You're the problem. I'm the problem? <laughs> He's the goat. <laughs> Adam Sandler's the fucking goat. Love that guy. Um, Man. Uh, So, yeah, we're we're in store for what a fucking crazy uh, few months. Yeah, it's going to be a run. It's going to be a fun run. What'll be the highlight? The ABK deal closing or the, or the showcase? 
showcase. Starfield showcase, obviously. Could you imagine the week that Xbox would have? It just put this into perspective, right? Let's say the ABK deal closes like June third mm-hmm. or something like that. But then you already know, like a week later, the, FTC, have... the FTC is going to fight it. So, like, there's going to be articles still to come. Like after, if the um, EU and CMA and stuff, if they pass it, there's still going to be people like the FTC is going to block it. It's it's not going to matter. You, that shit's going to be coming but, out. For, but like, regardless, like. It, but here's the thing like they can still close if they want to after yeah i know i'm the, just saying but you're gonna have those articles in the media still yeah, gonna be pushing it, that narrative it through. doesn't matter because we'll still get all the benefits <laughs> right yeah. that's when they're gonna once they close they're gonna start putting out all the benefits and everything and lock every, lock well, everything in and then like push every start pushing everything out to like game pass members and and stuff like that well, so that'll be the news more so mm-hmm. than the like ftc stupid potential federal trial that's going to happen later on right or federal here i don't know if you listen to xbox 2 today uh they had um foos penton foss foss sorry yeah foss penton julian mueller mueller and uh he was they asked they they mentioned the um uh with E, the cma and ec clo- if they approve and the ftc uh would they close on top and just go move ahead i believe he said that um that they would um it depends on um how they the lawyers feel um and i think also uh well we already have an answer to that law like hog law yeah they've already come out and said that they'll They'll, yeah, they'll just put it through. The, 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 yeah. the but they, lead, yeah. but um, they could change their mind though. That's what he he was. I think yeah. he was implying yeah. that they could well, step back and be like, mm, "Oh, oh we'll also off. implied that he's not sold on that. He thinks that that's the pressure that potentially it's the pressure that Xbox is putting on the FTC to try to settle. Yeah, and saying we're going to close over the top of you, but he says, you know, Hogue still wasn't convinced of that for sure. They would actually follow through with that. That they just might run the process. You know, I don't think the FTC is changing their mind either. No, the FTC is not according to their comments today that came out. So the thing is, when you open it up, that renegotiation thing—that's what the FTC wanted all along, and that's where it gets messy, right? Right. So that's where I don't know if Microsoft wants to go that route, and maybe ABK says okay, and and they just end up going that route. But then you're like prolonging it by however long the FTC tries to drag this damn thing out. Right. At that point, well, the court dates in August, so yeah. Yes, the but... only thing they could say, the only thing they could say, Microsoft is that Supreme Court case that's supposed to yeah. be closed by this summer, and if that goes in the favor of the company that's suing the FTC, then Microsoft themselves yeah. could bring the FTC to court. I, say, I know. Okay, for for me, it's like this: like, there's not a whole lot. Of, there's like a lot of speculation about what they would do, yeah. but yeah. for me, I'm just gonna run with what Microsoft yeah. lawyers already so, told directly said, to the judge. Yeah. Even if they I mean? go to court, though, like that's gonna be like years down the line like this mm-hmm. process isn't like they go to court and it's over the next day like it's going to take forever for that to go through so it's like yeah but they, they might run well, business yeah. like Mav said if they're closing over the top they will run the, if if the ftc can't convince a judge to get an injunction which is what microsoft's play would be that the the judge would not injunct do an injunction to prevent it then that would move the case forward right and then they would go through that process but in the meantime they would be Closing, you know, they close the deal. They would act like, "Hey, we own ABK now. Yeah. It's you know, this is it," and we, they would start moving forward. 
that's where the nightmare begins because if they happen to lose, which nobody believes they would, but if the 1% chance did happen, untying everything at that point is freaking a mess. Like that yeah. would be yeah. god awful for I think for they're willing family. to I think they're willing to take that risk. Yeah. I I do because I think they yeah. they know that they're going to win. And um is it we act they already laid out they actually laid out the steps. And here's the thing, if we look back right to everything that Microsoft has said and done along this entire path has matched my up. power is flickering by the way guys so if i oh, i'm gone okay. i'm gone so just let you know <laughs> yeah right on um it, it, this whole path all the way through to this point what microsoft has laid out pretty much is what's happened right with timing and all this kind of stuff like as it sits right now it's actually a little bit ahead of schedule uh slightly from their latest in uh, close date um if the cma and the ec agree to the remedies that they're proposing with the um the cloud licensing deals and stuff like that right so they've laid out the steps to the ftc directly they said that once we get approval with all the outstanding regulatory bodies right um and whatever remedies that they accept will be presented to the ftc and this is from e xbox the microsoft lead attorney that's handling this directly right i forget her name um and once they get those remedies they'll propose those to the ftc i just saw that pong <laughs> if the if the ftc doesn't agree with those and come to terms before the termination date that they will close understanding that the ftc will probably take them to federal court in that case right and um they just outlined it at that point. They said most, they didn't guarantee that's what they were going to do, but they said that's what they would plan on doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it could be, it could be a bluff, but I, I don't know if they want to put it more in the FTC's hands. Right. Um, fucking with them because that's what FTC, that's what the FTC wants. They want to prolong. I mean, that's, like, that's their only, really, their only option is to go over the FTC because you know the FTC is going to block anyway. So what's their other move? They could wait until the full federal thing gets settled. Yeah, but that's going to take fucking so fucking long anyway. So it's like right. That's what I'm saying. Like it just makes sense for them just to. At, and I don't even know if they if if they present those remedies to the FTC and they just get a negative response, which is coming. Uh, reports today are, are making it seem like they're still like not going to go for whatever Microsoft says. So it's like Microsoft from from my, my perspective. If you're, if I'm them, I'm looking at it like. No matter what we do, they're just going to say no and take it further anyway. And why are we putting mm -hmm. it in their hands to let it keep dragging this out for forever and potentially cause more delays and, and all these different things? I uh, keep potentially requesting more documents and then getting more delays. And who knows what could, what the FTC could try and pull, right? And if I'm Microsoft at that point, I'm saying take it out of their hands, put it in the federal judge's hands at that point. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and close because we know we're going to win that case. Like, it just makes sense. And they would have every right with the rest of the world, including Japan now, um, including also now uh, Congress and members of Congress uh, and senators coming out and starting to maybe think more in line with Microsoft here, especially when it comes to the PlayStation side, right? Which also was part of the FTC's biggest complaint. Um, so all of this said, I, I feel like, 
that's going to be one of the biggest moments that we have. Like, I, I feel like CMA is going to accept the remedies. The EC is going to accept remedies. We're going to find out what those are. The news came out today uh, also about, or yesterday, about uh, the game developers in the industry that were proposed those remedies all found it favorable except for Sony and Google. Right. And uh, that's probably what's going to end up being accepted um, for the most part at the EC and then maybe the CMA. So after those are agreed to, uh, we get, I think it's May, May 20, what for CMA or EC May 25th, 22nd, I think it is 22nd. Yeah. 22nd. But after that, shit's going to be popping real fast guys. Like that mm -hmm. May 22nd date comes along. At first, the April date, then the May 22nd date comes along. There's going to be huge news regarding that. And all heat's going to be on the FTC at that point. And then we're going to find out what Microsoft does. And if they close at that point, that's maybe the showcase will be get more attention, whatever. But you're talking about one of the biggest acquisitions in history. Microsoft actually closes here in June this year. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a game changer. Right on top of all this other stuff that we already talked about, which is going to be insane because you could potentially have a week like we're June 4th or so, June 5th or whatever, you close ABK deal, and then that following like week on the 11th, you have your showcase. Right? Um, you know how much hype and excitement is going to be around the Xbox brand and community at that time? It's going to be insane, especially after we just got Minecraft Legends and Redfall and all this other shit, and knowing we still have Starfield coming on September 6th. I'm just putting myself in that place and time in a few months from now, and it's fucking crazy. I can't wait to get there. It's going to be nuts. Let's go. <laughs> I, gotta, I agree, uh, Mav. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Jude. Yeah. I got an instance yeah. over here, guys. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, 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 Jasper, what you got to say? Uh, that would be cool, I guess. But Did I get I the job? <laughs> uh the thing is, though, even when it closes, you know it's going to take a couple months for us to actually see Activision Blizzard stuff yes. within the Xbox yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, but we'll know what's happening then. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, let's That's go. Right. Yes. Put me in, coach. Let's go. Let's do this. I, I just look forward to the comedy show of uh, gaming media oh, doing the, hit piece after hit oh, piece. Oh, I'm it's excited like, for that, too, Fuzzy. Oh, you can't. <laughs> the amount of content that we're going to get to make about these stupid journalists and their backlash. Uh, weird takes about hating Microsoft after this acquisition goes through. I can't wait to see what Jason Schreier's tweet is after it's announced that the that is closed. Microsoft made a mistake overturning the FTC. They're going to have a big <laughs> trouble in five years when that deal gets blocked. <laughs> it's something along those lines. Um, I think was it Dual Shocker said something like, "Oh, and here's why it's you know absolutely in, in not in gamers' best interest." It's like, are you guys really still in this Activision is bad for gaming thing? Mm, like yeah. seriously? Yeah, I read that article. There's going to be plenty of those. The collapse of the gaming industry is imminent because Microsoft completed the deal. This is the end end times for the uh, gaming industry. It's over with. It's been a great run. Uh, everybody's going to buy up everybody. There's going to be three companies that own everything now. Uh, there's going to be no Microsoft devs skipped go and now they're the monopoly yeah. of the game. Yes, oh my yes, God. yes. <laughs> I can't the wait for those articles of video games because be the ignorance behind all those articles is just so blatant, right? Um, yes. We call it out all the time. It, yes. That's like they're less understanding about the gaming industry than than the regulators are, and the regulators have been complete fucking morons this whole time, right? And finally <laughs> coming aboard once they actually saw things and understood and got oh, educated. They didn't know math. 
they didn't know math. Yeah, they they got <laughs> their math wrong. <laughs> but now even like the all the journalists that are out there like consolidation, blah blah blah. I don't understand how many developers and publishers are. are. You know how dynamic it is. It's doesn't matter. Insane. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the big ones, Mav. That's all that yeah. matters. That's what runs this entire industry. Well, we got a new mm-hmm. studio announcement this week from uh, another playground dev. Yep. Yep. So he left in always more studios. He left in January of 2022. He's one of the co-founders of Playground. Uh, and then he, last week we had a Battlefield dev make a new studio. So yep. <laughs> always yep. happening. I mean, look at uh, all Constantly. these. In- Embark has two really highly anticipated games. Who the fuck heard of them before? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's new studios all the time, right? Uh, especially in, in this day and age now, with and technology is getting easier for these devs to even make games, right? Uh, big games. You have indie games looking like AAA games at times and stuff. So now they're talking about how AI, which you and I talked about weeks ago, Mav, a month ago, yeah. when yeah. AI. How now you got all these people coming out of the woodwork saying AI is going to open up game development to individuals like us who may not know how to code, uh, yeah. but we have great ideas. Like this, this, this industry is exploding. Like it, it's going to be yeah. more accessible with more content when more people working in it than ever before. Uh, just because the big stuff might be gobbled up, the little stuff is still going to be gigantic on the backside. So, um, you know, yeah. It's it's a healthy industry. This is not this is not contraction due to uh, a failing industry. Yeah, by any stretch. No, yeah, Sarah, that Sarah Bond interview. She even mentioned that that th- with AI helping people develop video games that normally would not know how to do because there's there's so mu- there's so much involved into making video game because she was talking about ID Xbox at ten year anniversary. And they had just in the UK 700 developers um, working with Microsoft right now or Xbox right now for with indie games. And, and I think she also said about 600 since the 10 years, 600 of those indie developers have put their games into Game Pass. So it's just it, any, anything is possible with AI and i mean also, jasper like, could be the next fucking todd howard <laughs> yeah i that uh there was a the, the ai like chat gpt i think it was for they made snake like they were like hey make me snake or whatever in like python code and they made it in five minutes so like a yep. couple years down the line this thing could be making like fucking mario fucking 64 <laughs> yeah absolutely or even beyond there's yeah. some people that are, are connecting it to uh unity and stuff and having it do full shading. Uh, yeah, Roblox you... has that built in yeah. with their thing. You can just yeah, be like, the... hey, change the texture of this. Yep. And it's like, yep. okay. And it makes three-dimensional <laughs> yep. objects perfectly, and it like aligns them, and it gives you whatever textures you want, and all that, just the lighting and everything. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy. Now, this is a healthy industry. Again, contraction due to a failing industry is completely different than contraction uh, due to a successful industry where the money is so ripe and it's a seller's market right now that um, it's beneficial. Uh, and like Jack, I'll go back to Jack Trenton. Everybody can pull their own interviews if you want to of people who have different opinions. But I'll go back to Jack Trenton's interview last year um, in which he stated that yet again, and I bring this one up all the time, um, that something like ABK, and he specifically talked about ABK, it creates a hole 
But when you have a healthy industry like this, he said that that allows for multiple people, multiple devs to come in and fill up that spot that AB Key is now vacated. And one of those devs could become the next ABK. And that's what happens. You just, again, it's replanting um, the seeds into a, a fertile ground. And so that's the difference. Again, this isn't wasteland city where everybody's dying off and everybody needs to be bought up or, or it's, it's over with. Uh, it's a completely different scenario right now. So again, I, you, can look at, you can look at it. You can, you can, take, you can have a discussion about you know, utopia happening in video games. You can have a discussion about the absolute apocalypse happening in video games, but somewhere the truth is probably more than likely somewhere in the middle, right? And that's what's going to happen. And, and, and again, with an industry this healthy, that's still growing, um, you know, uh, you know, as Strauss said for up to 20 more years, he thinks it could grow. Also, we uh, kind of have like blinders on just like focusing here, but yeah. like the rest of the world, like there's right. emerging markets Emer that everywhere. Could be, yeah, correct. That's why Microsoft's in Africa right now, right? They've, they've set up shop in Africa because it's an emerging market that's going to come out of there. India is still set to explode in development. We've seen what South Korea is doing um, in the east and South Korea is a small country. Again, that that that's why this is not even close to the apocalypse. That's why this is not a sign of the end times for video games. Just because some of the bigger publishers out there get bought up right now, that's not what's going to happen here, folks. It's not. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, consolidation is really not a concern of mine at all uh, regarding the industry and everything. It's too big. Too many players, too dynamic. Um, ABK pretty much makes one fucking game right now, besides the mobile stuff. You know, two games. You want to say Candy Crush and Call of Duty? You know what I mean? Like uh, they obviously make more Diablo. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Come on, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. There's a lot of shit that I'm excited about with that, but uh, that's what everybody says. It's all just Call of Duty. Um, I uh, think ultimately it's a good deal for gamers and. We're going to be hyped about it when we get to take advantage of all those deals, which maybe it's mm. going to start to happen this summer. Sooner than later. Starfield also hits this summer. September 6th is technically still part of summer. Technically still summer. Yeah. I, they need to change the seasons. <laughs> like, it, I, for me, May is summer, right? Like, Redfall comes out May 2nd. That shit's still spring. But in Texas, it's, it's fucking summer, right? <laughs> Here it's summer. September sixth, it's still summer right here is in Texas as well. But like we want to got hope an instance over here, guys. We want to hope for fall. So <laughs> that's all he cares uh, about <laughs> himself. What's close by? No, they need to change all the seasons to match my climate. You're right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's what they need to do. Um, but no, Starfield, Starfield is technically summer, uh, even though it's late. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be, uh, yeah. I mean, again, that when now we're seeing the, seeing the fall start to fill up a little bit, we're starting to see some more titles, uh, you know, head late summer, uh, early fall, and, and that second half of the year that's pretty much a has been a blank slate is starting to come into focus a little bit. When we're going to hear a lot more um, coming down the pipeline, especially come E3 time. That's when we'll really hear about some fall stuff, I'm assuming, from a lot of these places. So um looking good starfield is going to be huge if spider-man 2 hits that month i mean again that's going to be one of the biggest months in video game history to have two potentially game of the year contenders uh from two of the biggest heavyweights coming out it's it's special it, it, it's special and that's going to be coming off the heels of 
of Zelda in March and, and Diablo in June and the fighters Tekken and Street Fighter in there as well. Um, God, man, this, this year is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, so when do y'all think we get the Ubisoft plus announcement? Hmm. There was that one tweeter, the insider type, uh, website reader guy that said mid April, we should be getting, uh, it should be launching. I don't know the track record for that person whatsoever, but it still kind of fit in with what is very good possibility. Um, it's been damn well over a year since they announced Ubisoft Plus is coming to consoles. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think, like, what do they have coming out that they could launch it alongside of? Avatar. <laughs> When's Avatar launch? Uh, launch. We don't know. <laughs> okay. So they don't have anything. Um, yeah. That's where I'm like. But you could put Anno 1800 in there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you would think they would do like a big game. It's like one of their like, like Assassin's Creed, like an actual bigger name. Well, you know, they did just update Far Cry 5 as well. Right, so maybe that this is anticipation to get the stuff that they have more appealing, right, for people to subscribe to. It just depends how it's going to be. If it's the full fifteen dollars, then yeah, they probably should wait until something's out that's going to entice people. But if it is a discounted price, if it's an extra five bucks or whatever, ten bucks that they're going to try to throw on top of Xbox Ultimate Game Pass then maybe you don't need it to have launch side, you know, launch aside a, a, a big game. Maybe you just do it and people decide if they want to jump in there. And it's also play depends on how desperate Ubisoft is for money. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I think there's probably plans to change some things. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that that $1 deal is just gone. Now, no. after six years of Friends being and there, and Ubisoft I was fast. I think there's got to be a reason why randomly all of a sudden on a Sunday night, they just got rid of that, you know? And for me, it looks like, okay, well, they know the ABK deal is closing around the corner and they want to get ahead of that. Plus also you have Ubisoft plus coming in that they could offer as an extra tier or an option, like an extra subscription. Um, And then you have the friends and family thing happening. So I think with all of those in place, I think potentially it's a time for like, them to kind of rebrand the structuring of of game pass um and with different marketing behind it because i don't know if you guys agree with this but my mind when i think about the future of what game pass is is kind of like what i described before with like the amazon prime model style where you have your subscription service and then you can subscribe to other services on top of that Mm -hmm. right within that service or whatever because if you go on like Amazon Prime right now, you can go in there from the app and you can get a, a free trial to HBO or Showtime or Cinemax or, or Paramount Plus and all these things. And there's all this stuff there that you can't play or, or watch. I mean, unless you hit it and then do the free trial or pay for the extra subscription. So for me, if, it's Game Pass maybe going that route. If they do that, I think they should go like if you're saying like a rebrand, I think they should go even like bigger with it and like even make that a segment of their E3 show. Be like, we're changing the way Game Pass works. Uh, Ubisoft Plus is dropping today in it. Um, later next year, we're going to be adding Game Pass mobile to it. So, like, they're just going to start adding different like services Options, to that. Like, you know, yeah. So you can kind of build your own plan out of it yeah. with like Ultimate, you know, being like the, the core, right? Plan. Yeah. Uh, then you can do your friends and family for 25. And then if you want to add 
Ubisoft Plus to that, you can do it, and maybe it, the friends and family gets to take advantage of that as well, right? Or or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, because that's kind of how these other subscription services work now. I, mean, I like, think like, but if they're going to do that, I think they have to go big with it and actually have like a little like five minute segment at their show to announce like all the different. Yeah. yeah, they can't just do a blog post and be like, "We're changing Game Pass today." And then, yeah. like, not talk about it, you know? And I think they'll still, like, they said that they're still exploring, like, ways for new members to get benefits and stuff like that. Like, I think it's going to be more in line with, like, free trials to other things, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Plus, they have that ad-supported one that they were talking about as well. Mm -hmm. but, Where you, like, watch some ads yeah, yeah. in between playing games. So it'd be, like, the almost like the free or the dollar or a couple of dollar a month type of deal. So, yeah, they... I, I agree with Jasper. They should just have some sort of like breakdown of everything that they're going to bring to it type of deal. So do we think that happens at their E3 thing, or do we think that happens sooner to get ahead of that E3 showcase? I could see you be, I don't know. Like I could see them announcing Ubisoft's. I don't know. Like that's like, I keep saying because like you would want to drop that news at E3 if you're going to actually talk about it and not like do not it early. Not necessarily because maybe they want to, the focus at that time to be all on the games that are coming into those services now that are already established. Yeah, but then you wouldn't talk about it period at the show. You would just have, have a blog post and another, maybe a video that you put out on YouTube like like an announcement or something. And that would be kind of lame. But it's not really huge. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? All like, this in Game Pass, day and day. Like if maybe maybe they are holding it back, you know, but like it's not as exciting as like a brand new game announcement. Yeah, no, it's just like I think you would want to explain that to people, like because there's gonna be a lot of confusion if you start changing up the model, like that. Yeah. So if they do like a blog post plus also have a video talking about it and you know all this stuff, y'all don't think that would be enough. Also, it's the negative side to that would be that they make it too confusing for new players to want to jump into it. Like if they start making it super complicated, where it's like, and you can add this and you can add that and you can sign up this way or you can sign up that way. Then it's going to be like, I'm not fucking doing that. What is so like, let's say <laughs> they have game pass ultimate, then you can have game pass friends and family. And then, uh, also coming to the services, Ubisoft plus, which is an option. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty it's, simple. It's weird. Cause it, it, it's almost like, as far as well, back, back to just the Ubisoft aspect, I, I was hoping it would be April, but I don't think Avatar or any game that they have ready to release comes out at that time to make it, you know, make sense for it to be announced. I mean, a Ubisoft Vault type of thing, kind of like what they did with the PlayStation Plus type of deal, definitely next month or or sometime that, in that April. That PlayStation Vault thing is bullshit. Like Xbox already has all those games in game pass pretty also. much yeah. anyway like it's just a marketing thing for playstation to say we finally have something in our fucking service right <laughs> um so they had to separate it where it's like an expectation with game pass now this is this is something i've thought about a lot actually fuzz and you just brought it to my mind now because you said that we have come to expect things from game pass that we've never used to expect before mm -hmm. right things that used to be huge news and we're like Holy shit. Wow, this is crazy. Now it's just like, yeah, it's just normal. We we expect that now. Like MLB the show is third year in a row in Game mm -hmm. Pass. Like, I didn't hear it so oh my god, yeah, it's in Game Pass again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just not ex expect fucking right? 
when other yeah. games like Exo Primal was announced as coming to Game Pass Day One, there wasn't a a huge like up uproar of like whoa shit a, a third party big published game that's coming it's to Game Pass IP, Day One. So it's like yeah, but still like three years ago that wasn't the norm. Yeah, yeah. Outriders like Out, Outriders like... and MLB the Show were the first two, right? Yeah, it changed the game when those things happen. Now it's an expectation, right? So, for me, it's like Game Pass keeps getting better and better. Our expectations have increased, and mm-hmm. um, now it's like it's harder to wow us with Game Pass because <laughs> we're just like used to it being fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, like it's interesting. Anyway, keep going, Buzz. Sorry. No, but I, I'm I'm just hoping outside of the Ubisoft Plus uh, being announced in Game Pass, whether it's an add-on or rolled into Ultimate or whatever the case may be, I, I'm I'm thinking friends and family, they probably save that. What are we thinking? Like, I, I would say probably the best timing would be just before Redfall. Considering they- it's a... Or do they it's even game- put Ubisoft Plus in Game Pass? Like maybe they just do it like they did with originally with EA Play, where it's just a separate service, like on the dashboard. It's like, eh, sure, why not? It's not actually part of Game Pass, but you just mm-hmm. sign up for it. You know, like that's probably how they would launch that. I would assume they wouldn't just market. They just wouldn't put that straight into Game Pass. Yeah, I mean that way uh, Ubisoft can see how many people are interested, and then then Microsoft could you know kind of you know nudge them in the direction of, you know, incorporating that in the game pass, like, Hey, we'll pay this amount and you know, you can roll that in or we'll, we'll cover this since you're not seeing the numbers that you were hoping, blah, blah, blah. And you know, our, our customers will benefit, you'll benefit, blah, blah, blah. But like, as far as for friends and family, considering, you know, Redfall being a single player and multiplayer game, rolling one friends and family would be a good way to kind of, lead into redfall just because that way now hey your your whole family or your squad can be on the same plan and have access to the game the same day and you know play at the same time kind of thing but um i i I was hoping the family plan would have been announced back around the holidays but yeah if, if they wait until like uh redfall or just before redfall i think that would be kind of like prime yeah you could uh, really market timings for it so but um, yeah, it it's our expectations have definitely uh, increased over these you know past couple of years with Game Pass. But I'm I just Ubisoft is like that that weird one now just because they haven't really released anything, and it's like the the next big release that I'm kind of looking forward to that's within normal timing is supposed to be a free to play, which is you know the the Heartland <laughs> deal. <laughs> so that doesn't really make sense with uh, Ubisoft Plus, but. You know, Skull and Bones is on the uh, the horizon. You got uh, what is that? Um, Avatar is on the horizon. At some point, I guess between now and May Fourth, we get news from them on the Star Wars game that Massive is working on. But that I it's I don't be even five think years that's out. yeah. It's like at least two, three, yeah, or five years out. So, and at this rate, I don't know if Ubisoft is around at that at that point unless something you know major or drastically changes between now and then so we'll, yeah. we'll see um uh, earlier uh, john mark louis hit us with a two dollar super chesses jim thought he was facing phil nope it's satya <laughs> <laughs> he didn't realize he was fighting against all that money right um 
But yeah, the, uh, this has been a great discussion, everybody. Um, you know what? This is a light gaming news week, so I feel like uh, we're good to hang it up here and uh, call it a show. I want to thank the amazing chat. We still got 136 people here hanging out. Uh, you guys all fucking rock. Uh, shout out to Crazy Louie, Xbox International Podcast, member for 14 months. And Mav, what's up, Louie? How's it going, dude? Uh, thank you all for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody here hanging out. Um, if you do like the content on this channel, hit the like button, share it out, subscribe, let people know about us and uh, our other shows that we got going on as well. But let's get everybody out of here and so we can play some fucking games. Yes. Uh, sp- uh, what did I say spooky? Yeah, let's say, I just saw spooky uh, in the chat. So I was about to say spooky. Sorry. Shout, shout out to spooky. Um, Psycho, where can everybody find you, bro? Are you back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm back. Uh, I've just been sitting here waiting. But um, yeah, find me on social media everywhere for everyone. And uh, yeah, happy Friday. Short yes, and sweet. <laughs> nice. Buzzy, what about you, bro? Where can everybody find you? Oh, just thank you for having me on. Love being here with you guys, and thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, you can find me on uh, Shop Podcast tomorrow, eight, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Pong and PTK. And uh, uh, Lazy Black uh, Gamer is going to be on there as a special guest tomorrow. Um, then Sunday, you can find me on Gaming Council with uh, Retri and... Uh, Web Dave at 7 p.m. on uh, Web Dave's channel, uh, talking about Forza Horizon uh, Five Rally. You know, some some gameplay and and some thoughts and ideas on that. And then on Monday, uh, uh, Xbox Lunch Break Special on uh, Mr. Boom Six channel or Double Barrel Gaming's channel at 10 or no, 12 noon um, on Monday, and then later that evening, FSP. At 10 p.m. Eastern Time, here with uh, everybody on Fun Speculations channel. Love seeing you there. Right on, man. Thanks, Fuzz. As always, uh, miss you not having FSP on Monday. So mm-hmm. I look forward to having that back again. Week. Yeah. Um, Jasper, what about you, bro? Y- Yo, uh, hire <laughs> me, please. Um, <laughs> Lord Jasper, Twitter, Lord Master Jasper, YouTube. I was going to do a Starfield video today, but, uh, you know, just doing life stuff with jobs. So didn't get to around to that. So I'll try to do that this weekend. Um, and then AI game news on Twitter. Check that out. Uh, the latest game news, FSP Monday and Xbox Ultimate Friday. Fun speculation channel, all 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Right on, bro. Thanks, Jasper. And Hong Soul, the man with the blizzard, the man with the power flickering. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can everybody find you, bro? I'm just glad it stayed on through the whole entire show. Great yeah. show, brothers. Again, short short news week. Um, weird not having PM in the PM last night. I always hate missing yeah. the show, so sorry about that, everybody. It was a week to we miss. Like, yeah, yeah, it was a week to miss, but I still hate it because I like getting together with you and just yeah. uh, chopping it up. But uh, still great to see. Uh, if they try and hold you next Thursday, you just got to walk out and quit. Yeah, I know. If I, I got to get my six nut in. Uh, Jesus, not psycho. Uh, anyways, uh, just uh, great show though. Uh, you know, lots of stuff happening again now as we're ramping up towards E3, so we're gonna get more and more news again. It's gonna be crazy, it's already been a crazy year, so it's kind of nice to have a down week, uh, a little bit, uh, where we can cut it short a little bit because most of our shows have been going, Jesus, three, four hours. So, uh, but uh, thank you all for joining us. Hit your like button on the way out, please. And if you get an opportunity, share it out and let everybody know that Fun Speculation is the place 
to be. It is now a network of shows, and you need to be here on the ground floor. So someday when it's everywhere, you can say, God, I used to watch those guys back in the day before they even became the Fun Speculation Network. So, uh, But anyways, thank you all for being here. Uh, tomorrow morning, Steel and I living split screen. You know, even on short weeks, when Steel and I have our rants, we got all sorts of stuff to talk about. You're going to still get more than two hours. You're going to get three plus hours tomorrow morning. I can almost guarantee you that unless I have no power tomorrow morning. Uh, living split screen. Uh, that is right. Split screen's all one word. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Like Fuzzy said, the shop podcast tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Be there over on PTK Blam's channel. He's actually been getting a bigger audience every Saturday night. Appreciate every single one of you who have uh, been shouting that out. It's finally great to see because PTK deserves that. We have a good time Saturday night, so be there. And then next week it starts all over again. Of course, Xbox Factor Podcast, Double Barrel Gaming. Mr. Boomstick is the man. All good things green every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then, of course, Thursday, it is p.m. in the p.m. Pong and Mav in the p.m. We will be back next week unless something comes up. But uh, chances are we are going to be there 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, right here on the Fun Speculation Network. Otherwise, it's the Golden Gate Age of Gaming People. So please, enjoy your weekend. Have a wonderful Saturday and Sunday. Get out there, play what you love. Love what you play, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Be there. Matt, get us out of here, brother. Right on, man. And everybody, have a fantastic night. Thank you for watching. Peace out.